ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. ready yeah i'm ready to go man as long as the sound say, is good for you it sounds it sounds great okay say your last name for me duplanche duplanche god i have the t- dude i i was telling somebody the other day i'm like i got my buddy guy coming on in a few days and i could never fucking say his last <laughs> name <laughs> dude it's it, it's nothing you know my boss at work he's uh i've worked for that guy for 11 years be 12 years in january and uh, that son of a bitch man will correct me on his name every time and i say it wrong on purpose because after all this time he still gets mine wrong like, <laughs> yeah. i practice i practice i've said it on my show a few times i'm like you gotta you gotta get in touch with my buddy god <laughs> and I, say, I i think i'm saying it pretty close no that's so. that's perfect man you even put a little accent twang on that son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> there's like creole in it or something yeah, i don't know yeah. Yep, that's exactly it, man. That's 110% <laughs> it right there. All right. Sweet, man. All right. I'm going to kick this off. Here we go. When the Western Huntsman meets Western Contours. Here we go. There exists a threat from anti-hunting groups to politicians trying to give our land away, and we won't stand for it. Those vast Western landscapes provide the space for our wildlife to thrive and a place for hunters and anglers to fuel the fire that sparks their soul. In this show, we share our love of hunting, fishing, and conservation. Here, we provide the foundation to meet these threats through passion and the grit of the American outdoorsman. Welcome to the Western Huntsman Podcast.
right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Western Huntsman Podcast. This is Jim Huntsman, your host, and I'm coming at you from the Broken Time Studio right here in Clark Fork. The Broken Time Studio soon to be having flowing running water, which, by the way, recording this show is uh, the the well guys just finished and it sounded like this just giant machine gun going off right outside the studio. So we had to kind of delay recording here, but um, I've got one of my favorite people on, on for today. His name is Guy Duplanche. And uh, did I say it with the right accent there, guy? I was about to say, look at him go. <laughs> hey, I've got it, man. I've got it nailed down, dude. Nailed it, buddy. One of the most difficult last names uh, to pronounce out there. But Guy is the host of the Western Contours podcast. And so, you guys, if you are not listening, I don't know why you would listen to my podcast and not listen to an even better podcast one of my favorite ones, the Western Contour, Contours podcast. Uh, Guy, how you doing, brother? I appreciate you coming on. I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. They probably haven't uh, probably haven't listened because I haven't dropped an episode since mid-September. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I was actually going to give you a hard time about that, that but I, I can't because I took I took kind of a hiatus there. Yeah, and, I needed it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I couldn't find guests, and then my computer crashed, and uh, it was it was an interesting fall, and I, it was just busy, man, with hunting season and and getting things ready. So it was good to take a few weeks off, and uh, you know, but we're uh, we're back at it now, dude. Yeah, my few weeks turned into <laughs> what? Do we, let me see. That's a uh, oh, dude. I think we're what's today's date? Oh, the twenty second. So I think my last ep dropped September fifteenth, and that was like a pre published before I left to go hit the Elkwoods. And oh uh, man, I've been stagnant. I mean, absolutely stagnant since. Did I, I, I recorded with the Elk Bros? And then oh, uh, that's what it was. Yeah. I heard you with the Elk Bros. That's why I thought maybe you had dropped an episode sooner. No, no, I, I actually, man, I, I've been struggling a little bit, um, just with everything going on you know, looking around yeah. us and the crap that's going on. And I, sometimes I, I tend to feel like what we do in terms of hunting is, is, I mean, it's, a, there's a bit of selfishness in my opinion involved with it. Right. We, we pull away from our mm -hmm. families and we want this time and this experience. And then a lot of what we see and do is, is kind of self-indulgent with, you know, social and all that stuff, man. And I just didn't oh, yeah. feel with everything going on. I just didn't feel good about, being a part of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and maybe it's no, my I, I skewed totally view, but it's just been oddball. It's, it's not your skewed view, dude. Like there was something in the air. Um, and it happened around September and, and I, I was a little grumpy anyway, because I, I had some family obligations that took me out of the Elk Woods in September, uh, that were unnecessary, you know, kind of thing situation, uh, that I don't want to get into, but, um, it, it, it was just, and then it's, it's, the air has, has never like cleared the room. If, right. if that makes sense, no, like there's still sense. like, there's the, like these huge egos I'm dealing with right now. Like I had this dude lined up and I'm not going to say his name, but a lot of people would know him. And, and I was really excited about this conversation, um, to have him on the show and stuff. And he, he totally no showed me and with, without like any explanation, and, and I just, you know, I'm to the point where it's like, I don't have time for attitudes and, and egos. Yeah, um, no, I know hunters. that guy. You, you know what I mean? I know, I know that guy's <laughs> name is Douche McCooch. <laughs> <laughs> douche McCooch. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send him this episode. Hey, Douche McCooch. Yeah, no, it, it's just that. Like, like 
Like, who do you think you are to, to treat somebody else like that? And like, I would never treat somebody like that. I just, it just blows my mind. And, and I know we're all busy. I'm sure he's a busy guy, right? But I, I'm a busy guy too. I, and, and so I, I get, I get irritated about it. Me too. And I think sometimes, and I'm, and I'm justifying douche McCuch's actions, right? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I tend to do that. But I think what happens mm-hmm. is people agree to it. They don't really know your platform. They might have heard of you or whatever. They agree to it. And then they get back and get on there or start looking and, you know, oh, I don't, you don't have enough following or this is, you know what I mean? It's kind of beneath me. Instead of just saying, hey, dude, like we don't really align or, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, at least, at least give a brother an explanation. You know what I mean? Yeah, at least, at least give me an explanation. And I get that a lot, man, because. It's it, usually you can jump on uh, Instagram is a big one. Instagram is a big one. Everybody looks at your Instagram, right? And and I am very in the grand scheme of Instagram things. I am new to Instagram, so it's it's I, it took me a long time to figure it out. I didn't get it. Uh, I didn't like that you couldn't post links in there if you didn't have like ten thousand followers and blah blah blah. Long story short is the Instagram is the, the Western Huntsman Instagram is not a um, a good way to compare like the the audience size of our show. Right. Because I, I, I just didn't know. I didn't know shit about Instagram. I'm like, all right. Well, some, <laughs> I still don't. I still don't. Everybody's like, oh, you got to use hashtags. I'm like, what's a hashtag, man? <laughs> so anyways, I, you know, I'm, I'm figuring it out and, and it's growing and whatnot, but that's what, that's what a lot of them gauge you on. And so they look at that and they're like, oh, he only has this many followers. He must only have this many downloads. I'm not going on his show. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? No, I hear you. And, I've been, been down that road and you know, it's like, I, I, I used to really try, like, you know, you, you almost, you, Early on, like your feelings get hurt, right? Because you're not yeah. used to it, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, well, damn, you know what I mean? Like, man, I'm I'm not worthy or something. Or, and then it just started to be like, you know what? F you. Like, who are yeah. you? Like, you yeah. can't even give me the decency or respect of, you know, just I don't care if you crap on me 10 minutes before the up. Don't leave me sitting here. Mike ready to go. I'm hot. And I'm like, hey, you know, are you jumping on? And you're just, you know, it, it's just a void on the other end. It's like, whatever, bro. Yeah. What's What's interesting is, I I have I have friends, and uh, and I'm not even going to use their names either because I don't want to be one of those name droppers or whatever. But their platforms are freaking wildly popular. They're huge. They have tons and thousands of followers, right? And and when little old me sends him in uh, sends him an email, guess what? They respond. And, and they treat everybody like that, not just because it's me, but like they, they, they treat people with respect. And, and that's why they, they are popular where they're at, you know. And, and so it's just – it's mind-blowing when, when somebody who just gets it in their mind, they think that they have this status because they have Instagram followers or, or they have – their podcast is successful or, or whatever – uh, it, it, it's like, it's like a, 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 you know, a license to be a dick. And, and really, and, I mean, are there, are there, these people aren't bigger than Doug Flutie. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I need to get Doug Flutie back on the show, man. I haven't had him on in a while. <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it's a funny state, man. But I, I think that it, yeah. 
unfortunately, in my, you know, from where I'm sitting and I'm broad stroking. So, you know, I hope folks don't take too much offense, but, I, you know, it really is or gives us a tasting, if you will, of the problems with our demographic at large. I mean, that's, yeah. you know what I mean? I hate to say that's, it. But that's what I, I want. That's what I want to talk about on. What, that's why one of the reasons I like getting you on. And for those of you listening, if you don't know, Guy has been on the show before. He came on last year about this time where I, 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 he taught me the Birkenstocks lifestyle that they live down in California. Um, you son of that's a where bitch. I learned about Birkenstocks. And so <laughs> now you're, and now then, you're full sin vegan on them. Huh? <laughs> These Birkenstocks sandals. Uh, I, I had no idea what they were until, uh, until I had a guy on the show. And then uh, you came on too. We did that. Uh, we did that cool episode about, non-residents uh traveling to other states and hunting the panel uh that that one did good man people really liked that one uh they thought you had really good insight i get i get tons of really good feedback i, I that's what awesome about uh and i'm sure your audience is the same but my audience is that they just they keep me posted man if i screw up they let me know if if i do something good they let me know that's like equal and i like that um yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, um, and, and I wanted to get you back on because, uh, in my opinion, you're, you're like a philosopher like me, like we're, we're, we, we want to be these, uh, you know, philosophers or something and you're a lot smarter than I am, but yeah, right. I wanted to, I, just I, talk, I wanted to get I just you back on. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do, man. We get on and talk shit and I, I like talking shit sometimes. And, and I think we got a lot to talk about. We've got, we've got things like, uh, in Washington, uh, they they banned the spring bear hunt. We're, I want to talk about that for a minute. Um, that one really snuck up on me. I'm usually paying attention to that, and I I knew something was brewing this last summer, uh, but due to due to everything, I just didn't get a handle on it. And I like how they did that during the fall hunt while I've been out just basically, you know, off grid for for since September. Um, and, and all of a sudden, this commission comes together and votes for the spring bear ban. Um, hunting band. So I, I'd like to talk about that. I want to talk about like the, the situation of, of hunters on social media, uh, and, and all the shit that you and I tend to, uh, agree on. And, and we kind of, we kind of have it, uh, our opinions on it. And, and I feel like, um, a lot of people share our opinions, but are not as vocal about it as you and I. And, and maybe that's just because you and I, you know, we, we have podcasts, so we like to talk. And so we're vocal about it. Right. Well, it, well, it, I'm going to qualify it a little bit. Okay. First off, I'm going to start with the Birkenstocks. I do not never have, and never will own a pair of Birkenstocks. Me and Jim were shit talking and that's how that came up. So we got to qualify that, <laughs> but, but I don't, I don't want to say it's because we have a platform is, is why we're vocal about it. I think we're both at a stage in our hunting careers, if you will, that we see the absolute importance of talking about these issues because it's not or wasn't in our opinions happening enough or in a manner that we felt was going to preserve and conserve and keep pushing this life forward, this yeah. lifestyle forward. So well I, I don't I don't want to say it's just because we had a platform. I know there there's reasons deeper than you just talking to folks is the reason you started the same on my end. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, like you said before we started recording, 
we we wanted to produce something and and provide something that was bigger than ourselves that's not like some egocentric thing that's you know oh look at me i'm a great hunter look at me i i shot another this i i did this i did that and blah 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 i my the idea behind the Western Huntsman podcast is is to get people uh, behind the the twenty four seven passion that is the lifestyle of hunting. Right, keep it forefront because it's when it's the off season that bad shit happens to the hunting industry in the space, such as like a bear hunting ban, and and these are the things that that come up and they sneak up on us, and it, we have to be super diligent. I, I have a lot of really good friends in Washington uh, because they're they're my neighbor and and now these guys they have to deal with no spring bear bear hunt because of emotional decisions made by people that have no idea what the benefits to a bear hunting season in the spring are to the biological systems of the landscape and 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 so instead of science we've got these emotions these these uber liberal type you know animal rights activist type kind of people that come out of Seattle that are just, they just don't live in reality. Um, they're the ones that have the loud, loudest voices, even though they're this, you know, largely a minority group. And so, you, you know, there's, but what leads to that, you know, what, what leads to that kind of stuff? And it goes back to what you were just talking about with how sometimes hunters behave on social media, uh, hunters treat each other, while we're busy fighting amongst ourselves, like it, it, it's like this every year on, on Facebook and Instagram and all these places where a hunter posts a picture. Oh, you know, hey, I got a buck today. I got it done and blah, blah, blah. And and then you, you read through the comments and people are just being dicks about it. Oh, well, that shot placement sucks. Oh, well, that weapon sucks. That rifle is terrible. You shouldn't have used it. Oh, really? There's a dead deer there. Um, or a dead elk or, uh, you know, all this stuff that is just so unnecessary that feeds into the anti-hunting movement. And uh, anyways, I, I kind of went off on a tangent there. But the point that the, the point is, is my my platform, my podcast, my show is all about building this passion for hunting and the lifestyle of hunting so that we're there at the forefront to preserve it for the, our future generations. Shit. For, and, I mean, and uh, with that being said, I mean, it's, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, you're good. It It's scary because that's what we, that's what we've said for decades for future generations, yes. but I'm yep. looking at it now in the last year and I'm concerned about the future of my hunting, you know, whether I'm going to be able to be out in the elk woods or chasing, you know, muleys in two, three, years three years 10 years yeah you know the yeah. threat is i mean look at washington look at it man when they table that stuff when when that stuff is grounded we're not getting it back no it's, it's not, not coming, coming back. back no there, there's like no getting that back there is no and, and and honestly with the washington bear ban the the spring bear hunt i i don't know i don't know how to even begin to describe to the audience what happened there because honestly i don't know and th that is my bad um i there was rumblings about it in the summer and i knew the commission was getting together and it was part of the discussion or whatever but i i assumed that it would get squashed i was wrong man i was wrong i it is not like the situation that happened in california this last winter where you had uh the san francisco senator weiner come out with this bear hunting ban that's all out of sold on bear hunting in general in the state of california and um 
you know, I, I went, I went, I, I got pretty busy on that one. I, I reached out to his office. I tried to get him on the phone. I, I had one of his staffers emailing me back and forth and, and like he was going to come on and then he just refused to come on. And, um, you know, it was just it, like the people got involved and, and shut that down, but it was just a temporary victory because that thing's coming back. Well, that, you know, it, it's sorry. Go man. ahead. Go ahead. That, but I think, Okay, so the long gamers, right? Um, yeah, they haven't figured out. And and if you take the California situation, and you look at what happened here, and how out in the open that was or seemed to be, okay. And in my head, and you look at the situation that just happened here in Washington. I mean, you're talking; it's not a couple days old, and. There's a reason they kept it hush because they saw what happened yep. here. And these people have – they have this long game. Dude, we're we're worried about the third inning on whether or not we're going to have a base hit or a home run. And they yeah. can give a flying F because they're worried about a career batting average. That That is the, the – in my head, the best way that I can make the comparison. We're worried about – there it is. The idiom. You cannot see the forest for the trees. And and mm. that is where we are as a demographic. We cannot figure it out because we're so focused on all the little tidbits of BS noise that we can't see anything else. And it's just it's crazy. It is Let's absolutely crazy to me, man. Let's break that down. What is the tidbits of noise? And And, and I guess I'll start by giving you a. I'll, I'll give you my I'll give you my take, man. Hunters are great at knowing that hunting, for example, is a great conservation tool, right? We we know that that uh, conservation is at the forefront of all most hunters' minds, you know. And and, and it, I, when I say that, I mean that we know that hunting is beneficial, but we don't know why, right? I, I think that that is a fair way to to kind of lay that out there. You, you could talk to any hunter and they'll say, oh, no, hunting hunting deer is good for the deer. Okay, but but why? And and hunting bear is great for the bear. And 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 you know we we could sit here and cite all day long. Uh, well, hunters pay for the the you know Pittman Robertson's Act and and blah blah blah, which actually is not entirely true. It's actually shooting enthusiasts, shooting sports like like these folks that like my father-in-law, man. That dude spends thousands of dollars on on uh, shotgun stuff and like these these insane shotguns he buys and and all all the you know the shotgun shells he goes out and reloads and all this stuff he's he's spending a lot more on that 11 percent tax that goes to conservation efforts than i do and i buy a lot of ammo so that's saying something but this is somebody that spends all year going out to all these different ranges and shooting clay targets and stuff. And um, I used to go with him every once in a while, but I just don't like it. I, I, it's not my thing, you know, what, whatever. Um, the, the, anyway, again, you can see I'm fired up. I, I get, I get on tangents here. I go, go down, uh, you know, trails. I, I shouldn't be going down. Uh, the, the, best po ones. the point is, <laughs> you, you know, I, I think a lot of hunters, they, they use that as their safety net. And then I see other hunters that are like, well, you know, uh, our hunting tags, our hunting tags, they pay for, they pay for this, they pay for that. Is that enough? 
Or the one that bothers me even more is, well, we should charge hikers, you know, the, the people that are just going on nature hikes or bird watching or some whatever weird shit people do, um, often, often to the woods uh, to use the trail systems because hunters pay for all that. Yeah, let's give them a, let's Actually, give them a say-so. Yeah, that, that's my that's my point. I don't want them to have to pay for any of that. I like the fact that hunters solely fund those kind of projects and hunters pick up the tab for that because that really gives us a voice. And so the uh, my, my question to you was, is what is the little things? What what are the things that hunters are getting uh, overly caught up in and hung up on and and where we're so vividly wide-eyed to what other hunters are using for a rifle or a pack or gear or how they shot the buck or what area they're going to or whether they shot a two-point or a six-point or a 27-point, whatever, it depends on what part of the country you're in um all these things that people get hung up on and fighting on social media about they're they're wide-eyed to but we're asleep at the will when it comes to shit like the washington uh commission voting against the spring bear season and, and getting rid of it wow what, um, what what are those things yeah <laughs> okay I, I, let me it's think about this question man it is but let me think about because you said something and i had some thoughts going there um, oh man, it, and I was actually just, just kind of jotting some notes down today. So, and I don't, I, I want to try and keep it in line without blowing my episode that I was going to release here in a couple days. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Don't blow your episode, dude. But it, it, it's this, okay, I'm gonna go back. So, so we're talking our arguments, right? And, and. Uh -huh. Our arguments fill the freezer, um, my tag, my license, that's conservation. Uh, that's bullshit arguments. I mean, that's that that in this day and age is as about as weak an argument as one can have. Right. But we can we can agree that like back in the 90s, that was a legitimate argument. Right. But it's not I, anymore. I don't I don't even honestly, Jim, I don't even know knowing knowing what I know right now. I don't even know that the argument back then was legitimate or strong enough. And the reason I, that I, I, the reason that I say this is because the information was there when it comes to humane society and people attacking hunting because they've been doing it for years. Look at the mountain lion ban in, in California. That's in the 90s, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. That's and, true. And I think that the difference – Right. Not to say that the argument shouldn't have been had or we shouldn't have been having it. The difference then was we didn't have the flow or stream of information at our fingertips that's available today. And we did not have the finance, in my opinion, in my shoes, the financial resources to maybe get the magazine subscription that was providing that information. You know what sure. I mean? So there was yep. a lot more, you know, uh, call it traditional hunting then versus now, right? We see this uptick in new hunters that don't come from hunting traditionally in, in, in their family. It's not a generational mm -hmm. thing that was passed down from one another. I think the conversation should have been had, but we didn't have the information. We were, our naivety was against us then. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Right. I, and, I think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and now that we have the information, now we should be having the conversation and understand the importance and how our history in hunting, be it you started in the 80s, the 70s as a kid. And, and now you're this, you know, air quote guru of the family slaughtering, you know, uh, two by two, two point uh, dinks. Uh, <laughs> But we, we, we should be hey able, now. Hey now. <laughs> we should see <laughs> we should see the importance of it now and that the information is at <clears throat> excuse me. Ninety-eight percent of us have the information at our fingertips on an on a minute by minute basis. It should be even more important for us that have been doing it for some time to spread that information. So I think the arguments think, suck and they're weak at this point and we're complacent yeah. and complicit in not putting a good foot forward in terms of protecting, protecting this. Um, and that was a tangent off of what I heard you say when, when you were talking about it, but, and, and this is going to, this is going to either, you know, people are going to go, oh, come on, man. Okay. So there's, we have, I, and I've, and I've had a hard time with it hunting industry, right? It's a great thing Yeah. to some extent. Yeah. I have my hand in the pot, right? To some extent, I'm, I'll promote some gear I like. I have, you know, a couple of affiliates, uh, affiliate codes that I have. I got my Western Fly covers, um, so I have my hand in that in that pot. I'm not saying sure. that it's a bad thing. It's a great thing to see that, to see our growth and our expansion, and we've taken something that may have been a you know a million dollar industry, and now it's this booming multi million dollar industry. I have zero issue with that. It's phenomenal the the problem that i have with it is that just like any other marketing tool we fall for it right and that yeah. becomes more important than the values that we find when we're chasing our preferred prey right i don't care what you're mm -hmm. doing out there if it's duck hunting pheasant hunting chasing the wapiti whatever it is that marketing beast has got a hold of us and this is a broad stroke, right? It's got a hold of us and that's where our focus is. And a lot of that yeah. has to do with social media and the influence there. Um, and it, it, it sucks. It, it, it sucks. It's sad. It's scary. Um, because we're, we're, we can't see the forest from the trees. So here we are and you're, you know, your preferred influencer isn't supporting on the surface, anything, but yeah. what he's getting paid to support. So you don't see the talk of a conservation effort or how to, you know, uh, future of hunting, things like that. We, we don't see it because it doesn't exist from our preferred influencer. And if that's the folks that we're looking to be it X, Y, or, you know, Joe X, Y, or Z, they're, they're promoting a brand, um, but they're not promoting the conservation aspect or talking about that at any point, we don't have any sight on it. So there it loses value. And then we have more folks coming aboard and getting into the demographic and taking under. And then we're, we're doing it even worse by understanding that it's a thing that it should have been talked about. Like we said, or I said, and you semi agreed or didn't agree back in the nineties. Well, we see the change and then we're not yeah. presenting these new hunters with any of that, we're just saying that Tubbs 5x25 scope is the best. 
or you yeah. know what I mean? Or this arrow waiter. Any, you hear anything more else is unethical if you're not using this particular scope because that scope seeing count the dingleberries on yeah. a deer's ass from 500 yards. <laughs> right? A couple things. A couple things here, guy. Um, I, I want to touch on first of all. I want to touch on what what you and I were just talking about with with like back in the 80s and 90s. Um, it's not like we are old timers, right? I, I, I'm not an old timer. You're not an old timer, but we're not spring chickens either. Right. And we've been, we've been hunting and we've been in this space for a long time. We, we've been out there, uh, since, since before social media. And, and I guess that's one way to put it. Like the, the, the hunters from pre-social media. And <laughs> there's people like that. Um, existed. <laughs> right. And, and so I, I want to put it into the perspective as to why I feel like it was more of a legitimate thing back in, in the eighties and nineties when, I, I think that what, what plays out in my mind is I remember going like in the town I grew up in, there was this Maverick gas station. And if anybody's in like Idaho or Utah or uh, I think Wyoming, we, you know, we've got these Maverick gas stations and Maverick is a great gas station. In fact, I think they should sponsor this show and since I'm talking so, you know, good about it. But I love anyway, Maverick. Right? Do you guys have Mavericks in California? No, we don't at? have we don't have them here. But uh, you know, as much as much road well, time as I get chasing elk, man, dude, that it's a great gas station. It's a great gas station. They, I, I, I the, the point is back back in the day when when they were a smaller brand, the Maverick. There, there was a Maverick gas station in my town, and when somebody got a deer or an elk. They would go uh, with the back, you know, with the with the animal in the back of the truck, run down to the the Maverick gas station and show it off. They'd park and everybody'd stop and gawk at it and talk about it and hear the story. And you know, because everything was face to face and looking eye to eye at that hunter, it was nobody questioned, you know what gear he was using or, or what, uh, you know, sponsorships he had or, or what, um, yeah, you know, rifle he or she was using or anything like that. It, it just, everything was so much friendlier in my opinion back in, now it wasn't necessarily friendly if you were up on a mountain and, and then you saw some other hunters down the ridge a little bit and they were, you felt like they were taking over your spot or, and they felt the same way, right? There was still that kind of animosity, but it wasn't like, it was somebody pulling up to the gas station with this critter in the back of their truck um, so that they can get balled out by all these different opinions that are irrelevant to the nature of hunting because it doesn't matter, right? Back then, it didn't matter. What mattered was there was a dead animal in the back of the truck. Their freezer was going to be full. Um, it didn't matter if it was a if it was a monster buck or a, a little forked horn. It didn't matter. Everybody, everybody knew. Okay, so and so got a buck. Let's go check it out. And so there, there was there's something to that element where you're face to face and eyeball to eyeball um, that makes it a lot more friendly. And this this could be said when you're talking about social media, for example, because we we've taught we've hit on it a couple times. It could be said whether it's politics or whether it's hunting or whether it's you know uh, people that are fanatical about cars or their trucks or uh, whatever. Name your hobby. You know, fuck basket weaving. It doesn't matter, but it, it, the, with it being so 
removed, you know, in, in this world that we're supposedly so connected in with, with the internet, we're so removed at the same time because we're not face to face and we're not eye to eye. And, and, and I think that that creates this dynamic where people think that it's just okay to be nasty to each other. And, and it takes our eyes off the prize and, and there's no reason to do it other than it, the the person on the keyboard can can temporarily give their ego a little boost for a minute by by knocking on the on the on the person showing off his buck on on some Facebook hunting group you know and so that was the first point I wanted to make with with that and we'll we'll circle back to that but I I want to talk about um we're gonna we're gonna switch gears and then come back to this gear if that makes sense because that's what I'm famous for doing. I think I did it with Joe. Uh, you were talking about being on the the Elk Bros the other day. Um, I had Joe on last week and uh, I did this to him multiple times. I shifted gears on him. I, in, I including I played him a Billy uh, Billy Ray Cyrus song that was custom made for him, and so it's been in my head ever since and and I can't get it out. So anyway. Uh, the Western fly cover. I, I want to talk about that just, just real quick, not to make this like some promotional thing or anything, but um, do you know how versatile that freaking Western fly cover is? Yes and no. So okay, I, I have – that came out of necessity, right? When I, when I started doing that, it was actually – it started with the Bino fly cover. And uh-huh. I was like, you know what? I could probably – do this too. So I did it and, and I've used it, you know, I use it for a blood cover cause I don't like blood getting all on my, uh, my, my pack. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't want the contents of my pack to have blood on it as I go to use it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and I've been out in the heat and it's in the pack and there's no shade and I've, you know, kind of propped it up and I've heard people standing on it to, to change boots and yeah, sitting man. out in the snow in the rain. And so I'm, I'm definitely. Uh, so I, I took two sticks that were like, I don't know, two, three feet long. And I, I created an X and made that thing like an umbrella and sat under while I was glassing a ridge one time. I put, I put some elk quarters in it before I got them in the bag. Uh, I, I've done, let's see, I, I did change my, my boots or I have, you know, when you're, when you've, you've just gone a few miles out there in the back country and you just want to sit down and relax, take your boots off for a minute. I'll just, I'll sit on it and, and my feet don't get all dirty because I, I put my feet on it. Um, it still has a bunch of blood on it, dude. You know what I did? I, I was packing out some elk quarters and they, so it got all bloody because I, I, we set the, the uh, elk quarters on the, the Western fly cover until we got the, the game bags out and put, put them in the game bags. I don't know why we did it that way, uh, but we did. And so I, I, then I packed it back up in the little thing, the little case it comes with the little bag. Yep. Yep. And like, I don't know, 12 days go by. I stuffed it back in my pack and forgot about it. I pulled that thing out and it fucking reeked, man. And that blood on it. Oh man. I, I about, I, I, I had a nose hair problem prior to this, but it melted it all. And so I had to take it out and clean it off and scrub it and everything. It's still stained with blood, but the, the, the Western fly cover, uh, just so yeah, those of you listening, if you don't know what we're talking about, is something that guy manufactures that is a like a pack cover. And so if you're if you're out there and it's raining, yeah, you throw this cover on, 
and it protects your pack and all the contents in it. And it's, uh, you know what? Go ahead and give it a plug, guy. What, where can they find it? Uh, westernflycovers.com um, or hit yeah. me up. It's We're on Instagram. Uh, and that's, you know, that's kind of how I do it. It fits packs uh, in that yeah. 1,800 cubic inch range all the way up to about 7K. Um, you know, it's a, kind of a one size fits all deal for now. And, you know, it's it's about simplicity for me. Right. I didn't I'm not a huge weight guy, uh, but I understand that that does, you know, that does matter to folks. So I went with the um, most durable lightest material that I can go with that was going to give some longevity. And one of the issues that I had with, with, you know, pack covers or rain covers, rain flies was, you know, I go to Walmart or something and I grab one and it's, you know, a few dollars Well, that few dollars and it lasts me, you know, maybe, and I hunt hard. Yeah. Maybe a season or two. Uh, if yeah. I'm, if I'm lucky. Right. And yeah, it's not, I was going to say two trips. Yeah. It's, it's not, <laughs> I always rip them. Yeah. It's not something that's used a ton, but, you know, if you're if you're beating brush or whatever and you're, you know, going through some deadfall, they just tear super easy. So I wanted something that was durable, that was going to, you know, provide protection if we're on multi-day trips and whatnot. So it's about extending that trip. And, you know, again, it was born out of necessity, but I'm I've been super stoked to hear that uh, me learning how to sew um, is paying dividends <laughs> in the woods for folks, man. <laughs> No, it works great, man. And the only thing you got to work on is I was super embarrassed because when I tried to buy it on your website, it denied my card. And I thought I was like, I was like, damn, man. Yeah, I've had that. Did I go broke? I've had that happen. I think you were, (laughs) I think you were the first one and I had it happen one more time. And I still cannot figure out why it does that. Um, I don't know. I figured it out because we sell the Tacticam stuff on my website and some people get denied uh, for for some reason the card and i i think i know what it is it was in that transition time because we moved out to the homestead here where my bank updated my zip code for the billing address and you got to type that in oh, and, and it, it didn't align with my old one right and so i was like nope nope this is a scam mofo and so i had to i had to change all that so anyway it should work next time but they're super cheap and inexpensive for what it is and it's a great piece of gear man and and I, I want to highlight one thing that as we're talking about this, that uh, you and I know that maybe some other hunters don't know that as we're talking about this piece of gear and you're much more of a gear junkie than I am. Uh, but as we're talking about this piece of gear that you you provide, um, it's a, it's a great product. And like, there was no reason for anybody to get fussy and start bashing or promoting one way or the other. Like it's, it's one of those things. Like if, if people like it, get it. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Like it's, it's that simple. And that's how, that's what we've lost in the, in the hunting space. I, I like, I know that there are people, uh, I'll give you a great example. I posted a picture. I was walking it was September. I had my pack on and I, I love my initial ascent, right? Uh, I've got my initial ascent pack and I, for, for me, I think it's the best pack out there and, and I, they don't sponsor the show. They don't pay me to do that. They say that it's, it's not, I paid full price. I didn't get some good old boy discount. I paid full price for this pack and I was picky. I, I, I really was, um, making sure I was making the right choice, if you will. And, and so long story short, I, I post a picture and I'm carrying the pack and man, people are like, they're like, oh, I would think somebody like you would have an XO or uh, or uh, whatever. Name your name your other pack brand. 
And it's like, man, I got nothing against those other pack brands. I have nothing again against them. They're great packs. But for me, it's a personal choice. I don't need I don't need people tearing me apart because I use a different pack. Yeah, don't it qualify doesn't matter. my shit. Qualify I, your I've own. Pack, <laughs> exactly. I've packed shit out with an army surplus uh, Vietnam era frame pack. And try putting that on your back, bitches, and, and pack something out. With, you know what I mean? Like, yep. like, come on. I, I don't want to hear it. This thing is a Cadillac that I've got. And so it's just that's, I think, one of the biggest problems that we, we face as hunters is and it's not just a gear thing. It's it's a it's everything. Everybody has a freaking opinion. And, and if, if your opinion or your actions don't align with somebody else's opinion, then they feel like it is their place and their right and their ne- a necessity for them to judge you. And, and, and tear you apart about it online where it's, it, yeah, it, it is tribalism and it's so misplaced with everything that we have as hunters that we're up against. Look at our brothers and sisters over there in Washington that no longer have a spring bear hunt. One of my, and this is a new thing for me. It's one of my favorite hunts now and, and they don't have it. They don't have, they're going to have to go to a different state, which, which is problematic for me because that probably means a lot of them are going to come over and pack up my units in the spring. Right? So I don't like that. I don't like that aspect, but more so I don't like the fact that people that are not wildlife managers got together and voted to crush a system, a hunting, a hunting season that is based in science. And and it no longer exists now, all Center, based on emotions. Center for Biological Diversity was was involved with that. Um, oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. I and, didn't know that. And anytime okay, I see anytime I see them, it's like, oh, it's it's a it's a loss. You know, it, uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 a lot I'm, of money. Yeah. And it's touchy feely and that's what we're up against. Right. And they're another, I mean, these, like I said earlier, they're long gamers, man. They understand if they play the long game and they pay attention to what happened in California. And I mean, look at California. We don't have a spring bear uh, season. You know, we have, we have our, our fall bear. Um, that's it. We don't have spring bear. And they they went after our fall opportunities. You yep. know, and yeah, they tried to ban it out outright, yeah. like everything. Yeah. And then, you know, up there, there, you know, one of the things I read and I haven't spent a bunch of time on it. Um, one of the things I read is that they the CBD was saying that uh, they wanted to give um, the wildlife managers uh, enough time to do a population count. Well, if you know about Washington and you know about the bear hunting in Washington, it's one of the best flipping opportunities that that the state has in terms of numbers. It's it's a great black bear state. I mean, it is a great black bear. And and actually, uh, I don't know how much I want to get into that, but um, the Washington has it's, it's actually the only state that when I was hunting, I actually ran into a grizzly bear. Um, and, and, and saw it, uh, gosh, it, it scared the crap out of me, but, um, the, the and not, and they don't have a ton of grizzlies over there. This is just like a, it, it was a wild thing, man. You're like, I shouldn't have seen a grizzly where I saw it, but I, I did. It was definitely a grizzly. And this is, this is, a 
again, not to age you and I, buddy, but this was back before social media. Actually, I think there was MySpace back then. Holy I think crap. there was MySpace. You Did remember you, MySpace? I remember it, but I didn't have, I didn't, I couldn't afford a computer or the internet back then. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> you know? I, had, I had a, I had a computer because I was, I was taking college classes and the college that I was going to, part of their deal was, is if you signed up to go to college with them, they'll provide you a free laptop. And I got one of those old brick ass laptops and, uh, it, it was, it, I had a MySpace because that was back when I had my band. Right. And so I had to have this, like some kind of, I couldn't afford to do a band website. So I did a MySpace for the band and I would, it would put all our show dates on there and, and we'd, we'd put our music on there and, and whatnot. And anyway, so I had one, um, but I, you know, it wasn't like a thing that I used for hunting. Did you, per- um, did you get pervy on that, on that MySpace there, buddy? Be honest. No. <laughs> no, I did it. This is when I was single back then, and I, I asked some girl out if I could take her to dinner on there, and and she told me no. So I never did it again on social media ever. That was See, the only time I ever tried it on on the internet. Hey, that you know, they got you didn't buy a Russian bride because of it. That's probably a good thing, man. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I never had one, um, and I I mean honestly, I know very little about it because I never. had had one but that's all i you know that's all i really knew it was for was uh at least what i heard you know it was a was a hookup spot yeah i didn't see i didn't use it that way i i didn't know but i didn't know any better i you know um i i had this it, w- it was a weird thing for me man i so i went into the marine corps in in 99 and this was like nobody really had cell phones i mean a lot of people did but like you were some career person that had them and i'm you know 18 or 19 uh and and then i i used no technology while i was in the marines and then i get out of the marine corps and now all of a sudden everybody's got an email and a cell phone and there's like this myspace thing coming out and and there's like youtube and uh, that's just starting and, and all these things, you know, and, and, uh, so it was, it was interesting. I had a lot of catching up to do, uh, cause all I knew was like, you know, my M16 A2 service rifle, that was it. And, um, how did we get on this topic, man? I totally went blank. Here. We were talking about you perving out on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked back and take some selfies with my Birkenstocks and post it to MySpace. <laughs> That's funny. I just I just sent you a picture because you said you you're talking about that and you said uh, you know you're talking about being in a band. I just sent you one of. I found this pic the other day going through some stuff and uh, I was cracking up. Oh, man. I see it. I see, see it. it. I'm looking at it. <laughs> That was Is uh, that you? Yeah, that's me. That was probably I was probably twenty-two or twenty-three Dude, there. Check that out. What guitar is that? It's a uh it's a Ibanez. I forget what what I, it, the, what uh model it was. I, can, I can't tell the, the the picture's just blurry enough, but that's a badass guitar. Yeah, it is it is an Ibanez. It yeah. is an Ibanez. Yeah, we played we played where was that? I want to say that that was at the whiskey, but man, we used to play and play and play. It was a, what a fun time. I didn't know you even played guitar, dude. Dude, I was telling my wife yesterday because we we're out and about, and I go, you know, I think I'm going to buy me an acoustic. I've been wanting to strum the strings again. You should. Yeah, I think you I might. should. I, 
I do it I, every couple of months. I break out my guitar and I sit around the uh, campfire. If we've got people over here at the homestead or whatever, we'll, we'll play some music. And I didn't know that. See, that's more of the reason I want to hook up and go hunting with you yeah, at the, some point. That that wasn't that ain't campfire. We'll play guitar. That ain't campfire music right there. <laughs> no, right there. That that requires a, a, an amp and a, and a, and a freaking oh, dude, uh, electric I, connection. But that's that, okay, man. That Marshall half stack, dude. That's one of the reasons my ears are so bad. Get you one of those ovations, man. I feel like you're an ovation, man. Those are nice. I was actually looking at the uh, the Taylors. Um, that's mm-hmm. a really nice guitar, too, man. And it, okay, it so my, you got you got big money. You got big money. That, We're talking big money with that one. Those are beautiful guitars, dude. Oh, for sure. That's interesting. I, I had no idea you were even a musician. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I'm, I geek out on it, man. I'm trying to figure out what drum set that guy has. You know what? This is a. That's a great way to segue, man. That you and I, we both, we both played music, right? And and um, when you look at it from that aspect back then, and when I when I got done playing music, you're still there, right? I didn't. Okay, sound like you cut off there for a minute. Um. Social media was was just becoming this big thing. There was the MySpace, and then Facebook was just starting. This was like 2008 or nine or something like that. But back in those days, um, I would post a picture of the band, uh, you know, whatever we were playing this show, and here's you know the guitars, here's the drums, here's you know our setup, whatever. Musicians don't bash each other like hunters do. And it, it, there's there's like this this attitude of of um, brotherhood or sisterhood or you know we're on the same team kind of thing you know we're musicians we're we're dropping thousands of dollars on these instruments to get paid fifty bucks to play for a night you know what I mean and and so like if if, if when you look at it like that why is it that hunters have this tendency to just verbally abuse each other on social media do you, do you have like a, a thought? As to why that happens. Because <laughs> because you can't get punched in the freaking kisser a thousand miles away. Flying I think we thumbs. talked about that. I think we talked about that last time you were on the show. Oh, like, like I have had people say things to me that if they said it in person, I, I would literally kick their ass. Like it would be an attempt. And then maybe, maybe they'd, I'd end up getting my ass kicked. I don't know, but they wouldn't get away with it. If that makes sense. No, they, they absolutely wouldn't. And, Okay, I'm and, and you said it right. We're not spring chickens or whatever, and I'm and I'm perfectly aware yeah. that I'm not in the shape that I used to be in, and my my jaw is probably a little bit softer than it used to be, but I'll be GD if you think you're gonna walk up to me with spewing some crap. One, I really don't give a flying rat's butt about your opinion of me. Like that does not that does not make me who I am. And I think that that's part of it is that we have taken folks opinions somehow social media and I'm blaming social media, but it's a person problem. And we have allowed folks opinions of things to define us and how we view ourselves. I could give Mm. a shit if you like me or not. If you don't like me, guess what? Guess how easy it is not to ever see my face or hear my voice again. It's that simple. It's that easy. The fact that people are emboldened, because there's no repercussions or consequences. And then if they, if you do have the opportunity to be in their face and call them out on their bullshit, then they're, 
the first person to run away, squeal and want to hear sirens coming up behind you um, and can't mm-hmm. believe what kind of irate asshole you are. But it's like, dude, don't yeah. don't cross the line. You Some of these folks and, and no offense to the younger the younger guys, but some of you fuckers don't know what the line in the sand actually is. Right. Because they you're, don't. you're crossing they, they that line that- in the sand. They think that the line in the sand is because they've I, – I don't mean to be offensive, to, but but the younger generation does have a lack of vision in terms of what happens when you disrespect somebody, right? Because back in the day when – when if you were in a bar back in the day and, and um, this was a situation I was in many times and fists start flying – it wasn't this big deal. Like somebody get beat up, somebody w- would get some sore fists, and then you'd go over to the bar and order another beer. You realize how it. much you realize how much grief we're gonna catch, right? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Whatever. Come at me. Come at me. Come at come me. At me cancel bro. me. Come, come, come at me, bro. But I mean, I mean, shit. That's how you know, some broken noses, a couple of teeth would fall out, and and that was it. Like people didn't really get arrested for that and go to jail, and and we didn't have all these. You know, these panty waste running around out there talking about how you can't, um, you know, d- don't promote violence or whatever. I'm not promoting violence. Shut up. You we're don't even know history. what violence this is. This is a history discussion. This is history. <laughs> this is how things were settled amongst men back in the day. You know, we'd punch each other. And it wasn't a thing where, you know, we'd break out guns and start shooting and and, and go, go all crazy and, and whatnot. It was just how things were settled back then, especially in the Marines. When, when I was in the Marines, if you had a problem with another Marine, you guys went fisticuffs, man. And and that's just how shit was settled. And and people are so fucking soft now that like I even I turn on Netflix. Do you ever watch Netflix? You turn on Netflix and they they bring up these things at the beginning of the show like, oh, caution, there's uh, there's nudity, there's cussing, blah, blah, blah. And then one of them is smoking. <laughs> smoking fucking cigarettes like bitch my mom smoked cigarettes in the car when she had me in the hospital <laughs> like in the delivery yeah. room they were smoking cigarettes and when i got a cold when i was a baby my grandma put goddamn whiskey in my baby bottle and you bitches can't handle a little bit of smoking on tv like what is wrong with people oh, i'm so, i'm going i'm going way off dude we're gonna get canceled That's, we're getting canceled for it's sure fine i, I don't like i care. said it's a it's a history lesson it is a history lesson and i'm i'm sick of it man and i i think a lot of other people are sick of this pussification of america and and people are sick of hearing about all this stuff and canceling this and and everybody's so freaking offended by everything by the way uh for those of you i know my show normally isn't as um racy with (laughs) well it's it's a little saucy it's a little racy sometimes (laughs) but i i know i know that uh some of you like joe gillia he's gonna blush if he hears this episode man like I, 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 he does not cuss. I, I noticed that on the last time and I, I've been cussing up a storm on this episode. So Joe, for you, brother, I am really sorry if any of these words are offensive, but Joe's not soft. He's not going to hey, take it that no, way. No, See, that's not. the difference. Joe's of the, he's of the generation where it's like, he knows people are different and, and it's okay. It's okay to be different. And, and I respect 
other people's opinions and their 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 positions on things. And if he doesn't want to cuss, you know what? I'll stop that's cussing. I, that's I, it. That's that right. But but nowadays it's it's everybody's just offended. And and I just man, sorry, I keep taking in in the wrong direction, dude. No, no, it's all right. But you know what's funny about that, right? As you said, you know, back in the day, going fisticuffs like that. And and the yeah. one thing. If, if somebody wants to cite, oh, violence, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I get it, right? But the, but the one thing that was done was the issue. It was over with. It was done, right? You, you know, exactly. You had your lumps and bumps. You both walked away most times. That resolved it. And, and there's, you're getting, getting that little scrap, and you guys are best friends after that fact. You know what I mean? Seriously, man. With my ass, I, I whooped your ass, whatever it is. You, that's some I, of your best became, friends. <laughs> I, I became very close friends. In fact, I'm still friends with him to this day. To when I was in fifth grade, the bully in my in my class, the, the in my grade or whatever. So at recess, like he was picking on people a lot, and he had an attitude. And then guess what? He had an attitude with me one day and, and my grandpa wouldn't have tolerated me getting beat up by a bully. Oh man. So my, my grandpa would not tolerate that. Like you do not step down. You stand up for yourself. Right. And that's how it was when we were kids. And, and, uh, if, if the school had a problem with it, man, I, they, they'd sick either my, my, uh, hot tempered Italian mom on them or, or my grandpa and my grandpa didn't tolerate that. And so I beat up this bully. And guess what? Problem solved. He never bullied anybody again. And him and I actually became really good friends. And I figured out why, you know, he was a bully. Uh, it was just in the way that that his family dynamic, it just kind of made him that way. And 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 he recognized that. And the, it, the, you make a great point, man. I, I mean, th things were solved. Uh, done. But, but think of, okay. It was done. But it, so, so think about this. How many, how many videos have you seen that there is an elderly person or a woman or a smaller guy getting the living piss kicked out of them as people walk by, you know, turn oh, their heads yeah. or speed up in horror yeah. and not want to get involved or take action. That, that, and, and this sounds very promotional of, of, of violence. And I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. I'm merely stating that. I mean, who cares if you are? Sometimes violence is necessary. It's naive to think that violence is not necessary at certain times, right? Will, I mean, let's just say it. We will walk by, oh, I'm going to say the worst case, an elderly woman getting smacked by somebody on the street and, and behave as if we didn't see it as we side-eyed it in full-on horror and not take action. That no, instead, is instead people are filming it to, oh, to put dude. it on their Instagram. Un yeah, that's what happened. Unbelievable to me. Unbelievable as all get out, man. And like, I, I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, if it, when I was a kid, and again, I don't mean to, I don't mean to sound like an old man, but when I was a kid, and and if my grandma found out that some elderly lady was being abused, and I didn't step in to protect her, my done. grandma would whoop my ass. Yes, you were done. That's right. Yep. That's right. And and have you seen that video where um, I don't know if it's in like Yellowstone or like Estes Park or or something like that, but that bull elk um, goes ape shit on somebody and and knocks him down and and everybody's like running away while the while the elk is kind of almost gorging this person. I don't know if it was a lady or a, a dude. Um, 
and everybody's just like standing there and filming it that you can see everybody with their, their cell phones out and the people that were close enough to it, the elk knocks a person down and everybody goes running off or, you know, like, like why is nobody helping that person? Looky loose like syndrome, that, bro. That is an 800 pound animal and it's rutting. So yeah, it's pissed. It's coming at you. And everybody runs away while this person who was kind of an innocent bystander, he wasn't even the one or he, he or she wasn't even the one that provoked this bull um, to do this. But everybody runs off. Love love thy How, neighbor as long as it doesn't cause me any harm. <laughs> yeah, man. So let me let me ask you this, guy. Let me oh, let's, let's let's get to the nuts and bolts of this for a minute. What do we need to do as hunters? How is, is, well, let's start with this question. Is the, the trajectory that we are on as hunters where we've got all this adversity out there with the anti-hunting movement and this legislation coming out and banning hunts and all this stuff going on. And these organizations that are well-funded, well-organized, like you said, the, the Humane Society of the United States and uh, Center for Biological Diversity, all these groups out there, um, is there – can we change this? Can we switch this tra trajectory in your mind? I don't – I think we can slow down the trajectory. Um, I don't want to believe that it's too far gone or it's so far gone. But I think – I think that we are so outnumbered and we've been so complacent for so long that in order for us to change the trajectory, we are going to have to step up and step up – Full force, not half the demographic, not 70% yeah. of the demographic. I think we have to step up 100% of the demographic and we have to understand that a duck hunter should be supporting uh, a beaver trapper and a beaver sh trapper should be sh supporting the archery elk guy and the muzzy guy and, you know, the bird dog guy. Uh, until when you, that when you say when you say support, guys, sorry to cut you off, but when you say support, what is what does that mean in your mind? What do you mean support each other? Have their back. You know what I mean? Don't walk by when they're getting their ass kicked. When there's a trapping ban in Oregon on beaver, don't go, well, mm -hmm. I don't trap beavers and look the other way. Or when there's a, a trapping ban in New Mexico. New Mexico, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't get pissed because you're a bird dogger and your dog's at risk, right? Because because if we're not, if we're if we're going to walk by and watch the little old lady get beat up, then we're just as guilty as the people that are doing the beating, in my opinion. Um, we, we, we can't be complacent or blind to the fact that it's coming for you next, right? It's I a, feel like I feel like the one really cool thing that we're getting out of this episode, Guy, is exactly what you're saying, is the little old lady getting beat up is a great metaphor for hunters getting their asses handed to them on social media for something that's irrelevant to the future of hunting. For example, I, I for me personally, I have no opinion one way or the other on the 6.5 Creedmoor. I, I don't have one. <laughs> I'm not opposed to having one. I'm not for having one. I don't have an opinion on it. Don't. Don't care. I, I know two things. I know that if somebody, if the right shooter is behind that rifle, it's very deadly. And the second thing I know about it is it's highly controversial. What's the controversy? I, let me throw in. I, the, that, that's, 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 that's what I was going to exactly. say. I'm going to add a third one is I don't know what the controversy is. I don't know why we 
as hunters need to judge other hunters on their personal preference as to what caliber they're using. Because you heard it somewhere that that 6.5 is not a great rifle, then you think you need to trash that hunter online. That's the same thing. And when we all stand by is a little old lady getting beat up at Walmart and everybody's filming it instead of helping her. I think that that is a really good concept is in terms of a metaphor that we're getting out of this episode. Man. I, I would love I would love to hear a guy that trashes a six five Creed more PRC, whatever it is, and, and actually have them explain why it's not a good round. Yeah. You know what me I mean? Too. It's like, let, yep. OK, explain to me why that that should be a requirement. If you're going to bash something, then then you got to have a reason to bash the shit. Right. Yeah. If you if yep. you haven't run an initial ascent pack and you have an opinion of that pack, you're part of the fucking problem. Right. If you've never put totally. one on, if you've never held an EXO, I don't care what pack it is. And I'm biased because Dennis and yeah. Joe are are I, good exactly. people and they're my friends. Right. I'm biased. And Me it's a too, great man. flipping and, pack. And, and it's great. It's a great pack made by great dudes. Right. That doesn't mean that the EXO isn't a great no, pack made exactly. by great dudes as well. Right. That's exactly. I just it. personally know those guys over at an initial ascent. Mm-hmm. So I use it. Right. Well, it's like, you it's know, just, my buddy, my buddy, Gabriel, Ivory Holsters. Right. He's an EXO guy. Right. And I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. man, I need a I need a holster to fit my IA pack. Dude, he doesn't he didn't get pissed off at me. He's not mad at me because I run an IA pack and I'm asking him, you know, I, this is the belt and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? It's like sure. it doesn't make the zero is accomplished by. The divide. There's nothing. It doesn't. It just doesn't matter. It's, it just it's doesn't laughable. matter. It's laughable. Like dude. I, I, I went. I went bear hunting. Um, Dirk. Dirk came up, and and him and I went bear hunting together. Right. And uh, Dirk Durham. I, for for those of you listening, we go on this bear hunt. He's running this. Uh, he's he's using this Kafaro pack i was actually you you know what i was using on that one because i didn't want my initial ascent to smell like my bear bait <laughs> was a burla stock and and that that team elk pack that a burla stock team elk pack i freaking dig that pack i i dig it i i've been using that thing for years and 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 is that against initial ascent nope uh, in fact, it's 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 a plus for them because I don't want my initial ascent to smell like bear uh, I use yeah. Yeah, exactly. I use I use some very potent stuff from Batum 907, and and that stuff will. I mean, I still smell it when I walk into my trailer that I'm recording in right now. That this Barla stock's in here, and I I catch a whiff of that Batum 907, and it's been six months since I've I packed any Batum 907 in that stuff. So it, it's potent stuff. And and d- did did Dirk and I at any point during that hunt discuss each other's packs and which one was better and and why uh, Dirk's mad at me for not using the same pack as him? Nope, not once. Not once did we talk about it. it, it it's just an irrelevant factor. And so while we're fighting about whose pack somebody's using or whose rifle or what caliber somebody's using and and whether or not if it's brown it's down versus let them grow and all those things that we all get so hung up in what's happening the commission in the state of washington is getting together and banning hunting seasons yeah while, that's while what the we're result out, is while we're out while hunting we're, while we're out hunting and coming home at night and arguing uh, uh, about what somebody shot versus paying attention to what the commission in the state of Washington is doing. Can't see and, the and forest I for the myself. trees. Yep. 
Yep. I fought myself for it, man. So I asked you if you think it's reversible and, and you feel like you, you it's at a point where we maybe can just slow it down. I, I think we can slow it. I mean, if you look at if you look at what uh, Wayne LaPierre said in the I think that was 76. Right. This is a long term goal. We're going to fight. Mm-hmm. This It's going to take X amount of years. And this is what we're going to accomplish. And if you look at where we are in that fight, right, in terms of hunters, where we are versus where they're at. Dude, they have they have decades of yeah. historical they're, they're data. They're way ahead of us. Dude, yep. they have way more money. They have people that are emotionally based and focused that are willing to give up month, you know, week or monthly stipends to them to to push this through. And here we are to your point and and we're arguing wondering if if you and Dirk are going to go to fisticuffs because you're both violent because you're old. <laughs> we're all old. <laughs> right? All we know how to do is, is fight, fight each other. Right? And but but we won't we won't fight the good fight and stand up and and realize that the crap we're arguing about has no relevance to our pursuits ultimately outside of some comfort and we're yeah. going to lose we're lo- I can't even say we're going to losing we're losing something we every lose. year in in, in one state lose. or another yeah one you know state what or makes another me, what makes me crazy is I had I had a guest on my show and I, I don't remember who it was or what episode it was but he said that you know I don't think in my lifetime or my kids lifetime we'll ever lose the right to deer hunt and I remember I remember thinking at the time when he said that, I'm like, Oh man, I don't know. And, and, and now here it is, you know, it's, it's been, you know, we're coming up on two years since I had that. It was one of my guests that I had in like the first few months of the show. Um, I'm trying, I'm racking my brain trying to think of who it was anyway. Um, that's a reality, man. It's a reality that we need to think about and we need to understand because this is coming to a head and I want to get your take, Guy, as to, um, again, going back to, to the question I was asking, you know, we, you, you're of the opinion that we can maybe slow this down or whatever. What do hunters need to do? What, what do we, how do we solve this? How do we get together? How do we, I hate the term unify, but how do we unify? Like, how, how does this slow the process down, slow the bleeding, um, and and get to the point where maybe the masses out there that don't hunt, that don't understand it, that fall for the propaganda that come from organizations like the the Humane Society of the United States or or PETA or the Center for Biological Diversity, all these organizations that, that are really good at marketing this highly emotional stuff. How do we counter this? How do we do this, man? Do you, wow. What's your opinion? So I know it's a lot. Bear with me. So I don't know if I talk about what we're up against, but so how I see it is we're playing a defensive game 98% of the time with that, right? And mm-hmm. that defensive game takes people way smarter than me to understand what's going on, to read bills in its entirety. That and to go to state legislator the, on the national level, state level, whatever, and fight those fights, right? Yeah. We have to support those efforts. And and I don't care. I have my opinions, just as everybody else, about some of the groups, right? 
some of the organizations that organization, sure. if it's, if it's fighting, if you align with that organization, fricking do something right. Well, it, and there's, there's something there. I want to stop you right there because there's something that there, there's a lot of confusion with these organizations and as to what they can do, like the Rocky mountain elk foundation. I'm a member. I've been a member for years, right? I've even been like, um, their, their high level member kind of thing, whatever. Um, and, and I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions about the Rocky Mountain Dell Foundation. But uh, for me, I, I think that, that what they do good-wise is better than what they do bad-wise. Uh, and so I'm a member. Does that mean that I can buy a $35 membership to the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and feel like I'm doing my part for conservation? Nope, not at all. In fact, in fact, what a lot of people don't understand is the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation – is a nonprofit. They are not a lobbyist firm, right? They cannot, and I, I don't want to misspeak here because I'm, I'm not totally familiar with the law, but in most cases, they can't go lobby for hunting rights, right? They, they cannot persuade legislatures. Do I think that maybe sometimes they do and sometimes they don't? I don't know. I don't have a comment on that. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that something's above my pay grade. I am legitimately saying that I am, I am, and I think you are too, guy. Is we are we are one of the the few podcasters that don't talk out our ass. If we don't know, we don't say it, and that's that's how I am in this situation. All I know is there is something to uh, when we're talking about like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation or the Mule Deer Foundation or or some of these other foundations. We can't go to bat as lobbyists. Just because of the nature of the laws, and and again, I need to educate myself on this a little bit better so I can speak a little bit more intelligently about it. But goes to my point. We need people smarter than us. I said me, exactly, but I'll say us now. right. <laughs> and, and 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 I want to I want to support that. Now I know I I I do support organizations like the Sportsman's Alliance, right? And and uh, we are. I, I've been saying this for a while, but I'm trying to get to a certain – I have a goal set as to what the, the amount of the check I'm going to write to the Sportsman's Alliance based on what we sell off our website. Everything anybody buys off my website, a portion of that goes to like organizations like the Sportsman's Alliance. Right now, it's the Sportsman's Alliance, and I haven't reached the financial goal that I've wanted to hit to send that check off yet. So – Side note, if you're listening and you want a cool T-shirt or you want a tech cam gear, you know, camera or something, go to the westernhuntsman.com, click on gear, buy anything. Portion of that goes to Sportsman's Alliance until that changes because the next organization, I'm uh, once we hit the financial goal, I'm going to send the check and then that switches to something like Blood Origins or something like that. And so – that's where we're at with it. Okay, so let me. Um, can I can I jump go ahead, in? Go ahead. I, I'm gonna, yep, and go, and, and go this this is uh, kind of personal to me. So, Sportsman's Alliance, right? I I right now, and 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 in recent history, that's who I support. One of the groups that I support, and there's reasons mm -hmm. I do that. It aligns with me. Blah blah blah. And I've talked to Brian over there, you know, several times. So sure. I said, man, I need I need for me. I want it to do more, but I also, you know, I want to grow awareness and grow membership for them. Right. I get nothing from this. So I put together basically a giveaway and it was a raffle type giveaway. And dude, I had 
I don't even know how many companies, almost 20 companies that kicked in. And oh, nice. We had scopes and binos and initial ascent gift cards and Hoffman booth gift cards and uh, Shane over at oh, Bone. Oh, I forgot. I forgot you're a Hoffman boot guy, dude. Yeah. And Bone I Maniacs, we, yeah, Shane over yeah. there, he was like, hey, I'll, I'll kick in a $100 Visa gift card. And just, I mean, you ah, name sweet. it. Right. It was just everybody under the sun, power putty all over. Right. So I put this thing out there. And and I have a decent following, right? I don't, I don't, you know, I don't pretend to be something I'm not. I, my following, you know, on on call it oh. IG is like five thousand, right? Big big deal. Sure. And it was five bucks. Okay. Now this this makes no sense to me. You go on on my website and you go to the page and you click on the button and the button takes you to the donate page. It's five dollars, and all you had to do was fill out the little deal. Submit your $5 and you were entered into the raffle. I was so effing disappointed, right? You're talking a, you know, seven, $800 scope, maybe not top of the line, but a seven or $800 scope, $150 gift card, $100, you name it, right? Dude, I was so disappointed by the lack of submission that I saw. And it was going directly to SA, right? It was going directly yeah, to yeah. Sportsman's Alliance. I was so disappointed that I just stopped. And and see, I I didn't even see that, man. I, I would have totally entered that. That's I've, that's right up my alley. This was this was uh, when did I start? When it? was it? June, July, August. I think I started somewhere in there. I started running it. Huh. I paused it because of elk season. Um, and then I came back and I was like, all right, I'm gonna hit it again. And I'm looking and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm I, why, what, what is the fucking point? If, if you don't care, if hunters do not care enough, and I even said it on there, look, if you can't give $5 to get in the raffle, just go on and put a flipping dollar on it because I know you got money. Cause I see what you're spending it on. Right. right, right. We can't even we can't even do that, dude. We can't even step up yeah. with some you're getting something for free on something that you shouldn't have to have incentivized to get anything but to keep your fucking privilege and keep this going for the future because you say you love it so much that you want it here for future generations, but yet you do a flipping thing about it. Don't do shit. You, you don't a do lot a of, thing. Yeah, a lot of people don't do shit. Dude. They think that, that oh. buying a hunting license is enough and it's not. And I'm not trying to be rude or offensive to anybody listening to this that hasn't, but um, hey, real quick, dude, are you going to run that raffle again? You know, <laughs> text me. I will. Just text I'll let you know. me. I, I will. I will. I will buy. I love raffles, man. I, I'm a sucker. Dude, I spent like $300 on an $80 hunting pack at some auction in Montana <laughs> a couple months ago because my daughter thought that that pack was her dream pack. And it's just a shitty little pack, but but it's about uh, she it's, loved it. It's about the cause. It's but about we were the raising end result. money for something beyond it, exactly. ourselves, and they understood that, and they they actually committed to like my daughters who are ten and twelve right now. They committed to working for me, who I'm not easy to work for on the homestead here to earn some of the money to help pay for this pack that I auctioned for that that I bought at an auction for three hundred freaking dollars. It's an eighty dollar freaking pack. 
It's it's nothing. They just liked it because it was camouflaged and it had a cool spot to put a water bottle. And you didn't right? and you it, didn't it, see it, the waste on either side, right? Your daughter. No, I didn't because because it, it that that was a great cause. It went it went to uh, some some kids that uh, have some rare diseases kind of thing, and so I'm I'm good with that. And and I love like what you're talking about with the Sportsman Alliance, dude. If I would have noticed that, which I was not online a lot this summer because of the the homestead move. Um, but if I'd have noticed that, I, I would have been all over that. I, I'd have bought that. But um, we we have to we have to wake up to this kind of stuff because th- what people don't understand, what hunters don't understand, is there is some crazy cat lady that has very little bills on her monthly outgoing. And she works 40 hours a week, right? And she's sitting in some apartment in big city California or big city New York or big city Atlanta, Georgia or Chicago or some big metro area, right? And and she's she's watching these ads put on by like the Humane Society of the United States talking about how evil trapping is. And 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 they don't add in any of the factual scientific and biological information that is pertinent to her making this kind of decision. But they say, Hey, donate $20 a month to help us save these animals from these evil traps or this evil hunting season. These, these trophy hunters in Washington that want to kill our, our, our mighty Bruins and, and all these things that they, they propagate and people fall for it. They fall for it. Every single time they run this kind of marketing schemes, and that's what they are, they're cottage industries. They don't actually want to have all-out bans on, on hunting in every way because then they would have no fundraising source, right? This is what they do. This is how they raise money. But these ladies that sit there, they're crazy cat lady. I always look at it like it's crazy cat lady. She's got a curlers in her hair. She's sitting there. She's ready with her phone. She's got a credit card sitting there ready to donate to something like this because she felt bad because of the way they presented it to her on this ad. And what do hunters do? We sit around and bitch about who's shooting a 6.5 Creedmoor instead of paying attention to the millions of dollars that are being garnered by these organizations to go against our lifestyle that has been the heritage of human nature for thousands of upon yeah. thousands of years. Well, and, and, and to further that, right? Further- if you look at, you know, humane society, I mean, look at the look at the sad cat and sad dog ads that they put, post up, you know, for nineteen dollars. Yeah, well, Sarah a McLaughlin month. singing in the background. Right. Ooh. Well, the the locals. Right. They the local organization gets less than one percent of that money. That's those commercials are being, you know, driven by the national. Well, the national is taking that as a lobbyist organization and using that money to put towards fighting us. And and, and what's this is this is there's irony here, you know my wife right and and she loves animals and and she has nothing against me hunting as do i right and she sees those and she's like oh i can't watch it and i remember having the conversation you know don't you ever don't you dare ever donate to that well why because it doesn't go to those animals the the local organization is responsible for its finances so that local shelter is driving its own revenue and the national well, organization don't that. that's the, the problem the, how many the hunters humane society like like uh, the humane society it's it's bro- broken down you have the local humane societies that take in pets and, and like cats and dogs and stray animals whatever 
they're totally different than the Humane Society of the United States. But the Humane Society of the United States runs ads as if they're helping the local little, you know, there's a stray dog we took in. We need some help, you know, and it's not. It's it's propaganda. It's it's all propaganda, dude. Like, it's just the way like they portrayed Kyle Rittenhouse on the news um, as as this like crazy killer. And and the, the same way they portrayed Trump doing this or Biden doing that, it's all bullshit. Well, okay, and so, let me cut you off. So it's, so it's it your – It sounds like you're doing dishes, dude. You no, got I dishes was, going in the background? No, I was spinning this little thing off my phone. Sorry. Are you reloading right now as we're talking? I what, wish. what are you reloading? <laughs> I wish. Uh, I should be reloading <laughs> my cup. But but okay, so, so you were just talking about the media and the propaganda, right? And to yeah. your question earlier as to hunters and what we can do, right – to so we're able to see the forest from the trees is not fall into that type of media gobbledygook that we see within our demographic and our industry and not fall victim to the same type of marketing. And that's all that crap we're seeing on the news. If you can call it that now, that's all it is. It's marketing. It's propaganda. Yep. But we're falling victim, victim to it just in a different sense, in a different way, in a different realm. In, in the hunting demographic. So if we're able think- to say that, hey, we're not sheep, I'm not a sheep, and you hear that shit all the time, right? I'm not following yeah, that. Yeah. I'm not believing that. I'm not buying that. Well, guess what? You're not doing it there, but hey, buddy, you're doing it over here. And while you're doing it over here and you're pissing and moaning because I like Hoffman's and, and I'm not wearing Krispies this year, right? You're doing mm-hmm. the same sheeple type stuff that you're talking mess about and wondering why everybody's following a line and followers and no decision making and you ain't your own man and own woman, blah, 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 bullshit. You're doing the same thing. It's just yeah. in a different realm. Sorry, it's tangenting. Just No, dude, I like your style, dude. I, I do. I like your style, guy. We need to we need to do this more often. You say like, that every have, time, and I tell you, let's I know, do it. <laughs> I know, I know. We do. We should do like a. We should a just plan on like a a once a quarter or once a month rant episode where where we just we because something needs to change, man. Like action needs to be taken. I am willing to put forth the money to produce videos that we could turn into commercials that go into the same households as these crazy crazy cat ladies are seeing these these videos where they're 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 donating millions upon millions upon millions of dollars towards these organizations that are against us. How do we do that? How do we do that? How do we counter that? We counter that by creating our own machine that produces facts. But the difficulty with that is somebody can get on like Twitter, for example, and I don't even have a Twitter anymore. I got rid of it because I didn't understand. I didn't get it. It just irritated me. But somebody could put out, somebody could put out a tweet, right? Oh, trappers are cruel. And those poor animals suffer for 24 hours before the trapper finds that trap. Okay. The, the, the counter argument to that in terms of wildlife management and the holistic approach that is taken by hunters and trappers and outdoorsmen is way more than we can react to in a tweet. Like I, I can, I can make people's eyes glaze over with the facts about how beneficial therein lies the problem. 
Therein lies the problem. Therein so lies the problem. So how do we do this? I don't. How we, can we get creative? We, it's how not about creativity. Is how do you counter an emotional response with factual <laughs> answers? You can't. You have to it trigger. You have to trigger a, a, an adverse emotional response. Mm-hmm. And ha- and how do you do that? By dead Bambi. I that I, that I there is there, the biggest there is, challenge. Um, I'm totally gonna uh, Mahone. Um, oh man, I, I hate it when I draw a blank on like I know I know this dude like crazy. Uh, I've read all his stuff. I've watched a lot of his videos. Uh, Shane McMahone is. Am I saying that right? He makes these videos. And he's, he's done them for like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and, and a few other organizations. He's worked with uh, Dr. Valerius Geist in the past. Um, but he makes really powerful videos relating hunting to food and the, and the history of that. And I, I, it's, he's, touching, he's touching something there. Why am I totally drawing a blank? If I wasn't recording, if we were just sitting around drinking a beer together, dude, I I, I would have his name right there, but we're recording. So I drawing a blank. I just have a hard time. I have a hard time when I try to look at it myself, right? I, mm-hmm. I have a hard time figuring out how you trigger an emotional response on the on the opposition of the emotional response is being triggered by about poor animal. Right. Because because what happens is, well, you don't have to hunt. Right. You can yeah. go you can go to the grocery store. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's how do we get that emotional response on the other side? And and it's it's almost it, it's the long game has been at it so long that it's even more difficult for us to do it now. Right. Because they've there's they, a way there's got to be a way. I know it's tough. I know it's I know it's impossible from, from our perspective, but there's got to be a way. There's we got, I understand it. There, but There's got to be a way. You know, it's where is it at? And, and it's going to take it's going to take a lot of really good minds and a lot of very passionate people to dedicate a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of effort to trying to just to just figure that part of it out. And because we are so far along in the process and we're playing a defensive game, well, you can't take the guys off a of defense, right? Yeah. It's sort of like yeah, your, your yeah. football team. You got an offense and you got a D, right? So now we need the guys on the offensive side that are that are going to go and play offense with this. Well, where does it come from when we are complacent and we can't pull our heads out of our rear ends? I, I just, yeah, it's a scary, a great point. it's a scary prospect, right? Where, <laughs> where do you even begin? Cause to think that for me to have, you know, for me to stand there with my grip and grin for, for everything that means to us, it means a thousand times over that I'm a hateful, egotistical, murderous, blood on my hands bastard to those people. Yeah. How do you yep. fight that? Because I can't I can't explain to you and give you facts and and like you said watch their eyes glass over in an explanation as to why because it's so many things and all they have to do is say poor animal look at this bastard. Right? Yeah. I mean think about that fight. How I how am, do you I counter that? Look shit? at this. I am I cannot I cannot fathom somebody acting like this. Anyways, I'm going to Taco Bell. Right. It's just it's it's such a difficult thing, man. But I I feel like there's there's enough. uh, I I shouldn't say it that way. There's enough people out there that are like you and I 
that are passionate enough about this that we could figure out a way to message this in the right way. Because, you know, I, I would be totally willing to raise a bunch of money somehow. Right. Dude. dude okay. And, I'm going to cut you off. Higher. I'm going to cut you off again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Count. Oh, I, I, count. Oh. Give me give me one hand. Give me one hand of names, not including me and you. One hand of names that you can think of that have a decent following that that can start the fight. That, well, that are already going down that path. They're not going down that path, but I think they would. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, this, this is this goes. This is perfect to my point. Why can't we give those names? It, it, there's a problem. I can think of Brian because it's not, Brian it's, not, it's not what generates revenue. It's not what generates revenue so we're at fucked. this point. So we're fucked. We're fucked. <laughs> Unless we change the mindset and we change the, the trajectory of, of, of what we're on. So how do we, we look, how do we fight look, our here, marketing giants? How do we fight the hunting industry marketing giants without being so offensive to them that we're turning them off and their influencers are going to turn us off? We're going to cancel have, each other out. I have – I have some ideas. I actually have some ideas. I, I you know, I, 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 I'll tell you what, like I, I've been, before you and I started recording, I was up sitting in a, in a deer blind and, and, um, I'm, I'm trying to find a whitetail, uh, that is acceptable. Um, and that doesn't take much for me. <laughs> Good on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. I'm not asking for a monster. I just want more than the little spike that keeps walking out in front. Actually, I got a little I got a little two by three that keeps walking out in front of me. And he looks he looks at my deer blind every time. He's like he die. knows I'm there. I he's swear. gonna die. <laughs> Dude, if, gonna if his big brother doesn't show up soon, he's going down. Uh, I know but he is. Anyway, but... <laughs> <laughs> I need the I need the meat, man. And um Anyways, I, the the point is is I, is I have a lot of time on my hands where I think about this kind of stuff. Because what else do you do in, in a deer blind? But I do I I stress about the future of hunting when I'm sitting there hunting, and I and I stress about it and I think about it. And and what one of the things that comes to mind is you know you were just getting at you know who who can we point to? Well, I there was this great president one time that said, if not us, who? If not now, when? Right. And, and, and so like you and I, why don't we start putting our heads together a little bit more often? I would commit to it where you and I have these discussions and we start having these these ideas. I mean, both of us have the name Western in our in our podcast. Right. So we're, we're peas in a pod other than mm-hmm. you wear Birkenstocks. And probably <laughs> you probably drink. Well played. Uh, buddy. What's that? No, stuff? no, Wait no. The truly, the truly White is Claw. all you. you drink but... the White Claw. <laughs> That's oh, all man. you. <laughs> One of the things I, I about died laughing. I had coffee in my nostrils because you sent me that damn video of you standing in front of the also <laughs> Suspicious, like in front of the pile of white claws in that oh, store. Every time I see that, I go, I tell my wife, I'm going to send this to Jim. She goes, you already did that. You can't just keep doing that shit. I have, I had a, I had a payback for you. I had a payback. I never sent it to you. I haven't done it yet, but I'm getting it. So just, just stand by. I'm waiting for the right time. If it's but, a, if it's a tie-dye Western Huntsman t-shirt, man, send it. <laughs> Don't give me any ideas, brother. But I, I, I think that, uh, I mean, you're a smart guy. I'm an okay smart guy. I'm not super smart, but smart enough that I, I feel like there, there's a way we could, we could come up with, because I, I think foundationally we agree on a lot of things and, and foundationally we agree that as hunters, right. As hunters, 
everybody listen to this. You're a hunter. If you're listening to, unless you're one of those, uh, and I have these, I, on my show, I've, I've figured out that I, I have some anti-hunting organizations that task people with listening to this show sometimes. And I'm not going to tell you how I figured that out, but I, I, I did. But as hunters, most of you, oh, if you're one of those people, by the way, that were tasked by one of the anti-hunting organizations to listen to this or uh, to this show so you can get intel, fuck you. <laughs> back at it. No. There you go. <laughs> For the most part, um, back to what I was saying foundationally, what, what we need to understand as hunters is, first of all, we need to stop – being asleep at the will to as to what is against us because as hunters sometimes and i don't blame you guys for this but sometimes we get on with our life it's not hunting season anymore we're going through and it's christmas time and then it's winter and it's spring and you know we're, we've got lawns to mow we've got jobs and we've got kids we've got all these all these distractions outside of hunting that take us away from the the, the thought process that is a necessity if i could spit this out right a necessity to focus on every month of the year, whether it's hunting season or not, we can't be asleep at the wheel as to what we are up against because we don't just like to go hunting every once in a while. This isn't some, this isn't some rogue uh, hobby. This isn't some, some side thing that we do. You know, this isn't poker night with the boys once a month, right? This is hunting. This is a fulfillment of the soul. This is something that dates back to the primal ages prior to Christ being born. We, we have been doing this. This is how we have lived for so long. It is so fragile, though. In this day and age, it is so fragile. And so we have to understand that. We have to understand and we have to agree that that is what it is. It is a primal importance to each of our souls. We have to understand that. And then secondly, we have to understand that when we get on social media and start posting pictures of, uh, you know, some bloodbath of a, of a hunting scene or, or bashing each other about what weapon or what pack they're carrying or, or what shot placement or what size of deer somebody shot, that's a mistake. That is not how we unify because at the it, when we when we boil all this down, we have to unify. We have to be together because there's not enough of us as it is. If we were all friends, if we were all meeting in the same coffee shop every morning, we still would be a tenth of the population of people that want us dissolved as a group, as hunters. We're not even a tenth. We wouldn't even be a tenth. That number, we we have a we have a huge mountain to climb. So we have to. Those are two fu fundamental things. The third thing, the third tier to the whole point I'm trying to make, is we have to come up with a solution. Okay, we have the understanding of what hunting is to us, what we're up against as hunters. Now we have to have a solution, and it's going to take all of us. It's going to take everything that we have to provide the future that is like my, my 10 and 12 year old daughters, they just tagged out on their first buck this year. This is a, the, their first buck ever. I want them teaching their kids how to hunt. And I want their kids teaching their kids how to hunt because we all know if you're listening to this, we all know that's how our wildlife thrive. The, the, the North American model of conservation is, is what works. It is the only proven system on the face of the planet that has proven results 
as to the future of wildlife and how to grow our numbers, whether it's white-tailed deer or turkeys. I don't care. It's the only proven system. So those are the three things we have to identify and analyze, or I'm sorry, not analyze. We have to agree that what hunting is, what are, what is our history, what it is, and what it means to us, to our souls and in our hearts. Two, what we are up against. What is the fight we have coming? And finally, what is the solution? Those three things are the only things we need to focus on. Do you have anything to add to that, dude? You know, the only thing that I would say after I say congrats to your uh, to the girls for for knocking down those deer, man, um, would would dude, be, it was cool. I'll tell you the story later. Would be start having the conversation, right? And I don't care if it, if you're a, a five year vet and you're talking to mm-hmm. a thirty year guy. Have the have the and I the conservation right air quote conservation conversation. Don't worry about his arrows or what grain weight he's shooting or if you know that six five PRC is is better than that three hundred Win Mag whatever, uh, which we know it isn't. Three hundred is is uh, far superior. Uh, three hundred is superior, <laughs> brother. Right? Yes. Are yes. we on the same page? Yes, okay. it is. Yes, it is. Um, but but have you know it's it's just having that <laughs> simple conversation, even if it's asking a question. Hey, what what conservation organizations or what do you look at or how do you approach this or what do you do, you know, because of, uh, you know, is buying the tag enough and, and just start to have the conversation and start to grow your enlightenment on it by listening to other folks, by getting, you know, doing a little research. It doesn't have to be yeah. like this droning yep. 30 minute conversation, but just spark the thought. If we spark the thought enough, if you ask 10 people and it gets through to three of them, you've done something good because it's three people that weren't involved out of that 10. So you keep going. Right. And and if it's three for every 10, at some point you're going to hit 30. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. just we, we have to get a conversation going and start it and keep it moving along to bring this together. I love it, man. Great point. It's, it's a great point. Um, I, I feel like this and and um, you know, we we started we we had our episodes last year and it was about the same time. It was around Thanksgiving, I remember. Um, we had this conversation last year and I, I feel like that was kind of the the spark that lit the match that's going to light the fire. Now we're at the match. You and I, um, I, I really want to keep this conversation going. I know we're going long. We're uh, what an hour and 40 minutes here. Uh, so I need to, I need to let you off. Uh, sorry. I kept you so long. Oh, no worries, brother. <laughs> I got all the time in the world for you, man. But, uh, I, I think, I think this is a start to a, a new beginning in terms of what we need to focus on and what, where we're going to go, where we're going to, where are we going to take this? Like, what are we going to do? Well, are, are we just going to sit on our, on our ass and and allow these people to just destroy the lifestyle that we love and we cherish and the wildlife depend on? Or are we just going to, you know, is that what we're going to do or are we going to fight for it? And and I, you've got the fight in you uh, and, and uh, you know, I've got the fight in me. Um, my, my, like I told you, my grandma put bourbon in my baby bottle when I'd get sick. Like I'm ready, man. <laughs> no. Um, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, real quick before, before we uh, wrap this up, where can people find you and, and, uh, do another plug for the, the Western fly covers, which I highly recommend anybody check it out. Uh, but tell us where, where they can find you real quick. Uh, on 
podcast platforms, man, just about everywhere. Um, you know, I signed earlier or last earlier this year, this year, uh, signed with Waypoint uh, Podcast Network. So I'm on there. Uh, Apple iTunes, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, that whole nine. Instagram, yep. Western Contours or westerncontours.com. You can stream from there. Um, and then Western Fly Covers is westernflycovers.com. Um you know, I, I that that little deal is is so much fun for me to see a I'm a gearhead. Right. So see a piece of gear yeah. that that, you know, I'm I'm 100 percent. I make those right here in my garage. Uh, only thing that's not um, made in America is the um, is my thread. Uh, my thread is a German thread and it just had a, a better tensile strength um, and I was able to get a bunch of it. Uh, so that's the only thing that's not made in America, but everything else is, uh, you know, made here at home. And it, it literally from the roll of fabric getting cut to, you know, it being packaged is uh, these two hands right here. So I appreciate any support helping, you know, keep folks out on their uh, on their outings, man, and keeping their gear dry. So it's pretty cool. Got there. it. Yeah. And it works, man. It works great. I, I, I went on on some rainy days this last season. And when I got up to where I was going, uh, whatnot, I, I would pull that off and like my pack and everything in it was perfectly dry. Guys, it's a great way to keep your pack dry. Uh, and, and I don't care what kind of pack you have. I I've put it on both of my packs, uh, both the Aberla stock, because I just wanted to try it out. I have that, uh, that tea milk pack. Um, and so it was more handy when I first got it, when he shipped it to me. So I threw it on that fit great. Um, but it fits on my initial, four, uh, or I'm sorry, my initial ascent, the 4k, uh, it really well. And so it like fits like a glove anyways, check it out, guys. I'm going to have all that information in the show notes. Check out Western hospital. Uh, I'm totally mispronouncing that Western contours podcast. And, uh, yeah, guy, you better have some more episodes coming out, man. Yeah. I'm I've, gonna, I've been going through withdrawals. <laughs> I, uh, like I said, I, I had to settle back and kind of breathe in and take a look at everything and, and direction and everything, but, uh, had sat down to, um, get some stuff going. I got some scheduled apps coming up, so we'll be hitting real quick here. I'm going to try and get one. The wife and I are going to Colorado for the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. So I may or may not oh, cool. get this one released this week, but yeah, we'll be, we'll be dropping apps real quick here, man. And I appreciate all your support, brother. Dude, Thanksgiving is this week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, so, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, I wish you and your wife very safe travels and a very happy Thanksgiving. And thanks again. It's always a pleasure, man. I, I love getting you on the show. Um, we're just, uh, other than you're a Californian, I feel like we're just brothers from another mother. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 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 that's information we'll have to talk about. <laughs> all right. Sounds good, man. All right, well, thanks again. I appreciate it, man. We'll Happy soon. holidays to you and all the listeners. We'll talk to you guys. Thank you for listening. Follow Western Contours on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up at westerncontours.com. Episodes are available on most major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.